This is Techies, a podcast about simplifying our lives one gadget at a time. This is episode 11 for Sunday, August 24th, 2014. My name is Shane, and joining me, welcome back, Tony. Tony Hello. is back Hello. from... Uh, back. Yeah. Yeah? Miss- That's right. How does it feel? How does it feel to be here again? It feels amazing. <laughs> Good. <laughs> It's wow. good. Yeah, I had a lot of things going on last week, but uh, uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Back from the field on, on assignment. <laughs> to the future. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, and of course, uh, without uh, without further ado, once again, it's Matt. Hey. 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 It's, <laughs> I don't know. Hey. Hey. I think that's uh, it's gonna get old pretty soon. <laughs> nah. That's all right. I like it. <laughs> How guys uh, doing this fine evening? Pretty good. Uh, earlier time for recording. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to work out pretty well. That's right. Yeah. 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 Have to go yeah. bed right after this, so that'll be nice. You got what right after this? Oh, I won't have to go to bed right after this. So oh, that's uh, true. Yeah. I get to go to work after this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. How's, how are you enjoying that? <laughs> uh, it's pretty good i'm kind of getting a lot of other things done crazy but, um, shift going on yeah working yeah. a night shift it's uh it's yeah it is what it is some are you positives and some... third shift or is that second or it's kind of third i think second is like a like a like a two to ten or three to eleven or something i always thought that was a more of an eleven but uh so unfortunately yeah. tony can't be uh drinking anything at this point but uh or can <laughs> well i don't know maybe <laughs> unless he's drinking uh are you drinking anything like like i'm i've got some tea here what are you, you doing anything like that tony is an official oh. budweiser taste tester that's his job <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i wouldn't make it <laughs> I, would, I would pass out uh no i'm just drinking the diet mountain dew right now and probably get some coffee later oh yeah cool oh, what kind right. of tea are you drinking i got that uh berry crap whatever that <laughs> <laughs> way to sell it yeah. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. It's good stuff. But whatever I had that last one of those episodes prior. What about Matt? What do you got? Um, very boring. Just water with lemon in it. Ooh, oh yeah. Incredible. We are being responsible adults. I think that's what's going on there. That's right. No adult beverages tonight. Yeah. Not yet anyway. <laughs> well, not for me anyway. I should say. <laughs> I'll have to switch to that berry crap a little bit later. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Yeah, tea sounds pretty good actually. Yeah, right on, man. Right on. All right. Well, let's go right into the news then. News. New wearable wants to help you run better, smarter, and safer uh, in gadget reports. This is a new little device, uh, sensor that uh is being um kickstarted kickstarted <laughs> is that a word kickstarter They're, they've uh put this thing up on kickstarter called the run scribe and it's a sensor for your shoes that measures 13 different data points including pace stride stride rate stride length and uh the part of the, the your foot that you're using the most um when it hits the ground 
So I found this particularly interesting because um, I do a fair amount of running. And I mostly use the Nike Plus running app for that, which tracks, you know, they can only really track so much. You've got, GPS. what, the distance, your pace, uh, number of miles, that kind of stuff. But n nowhere near 13 different da uh, data points. So. What do you guys say, data or data? Data. <laughs> data, yeah, I guess. Okay. Either way, potato, potato, I suppose. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and uh, so, so I guess what you can do is you can, or you will potentially be able to use this information to avoid future injuries. And uh, they're just kind of hoping, you know, and Gadget is hoping at least that this won't fail. This Kickstarter won't st fail like so many others have in the past. Any thoughts this, on that, gentlemen? Is this um? I, I didn't um, Nike come out with something before that you would put on your shoe or in your shoe? Is that kind of similar? Yeah, that's right. Um, I would imagine that was uh just the basic data that you get with Nike Plus, though. Mm -hmm. um, oh, okay. It's more of tracking like distance and maybe speed. This is right. doing a lot more. Yeah, exactly. Okay. This feels like it's going to be kind of like the same thing as uh, the Oculus were. They're going to create that, and then Nike might come along and, and buy them for you know either part of the technology or the complete package. Um, but it, it does feel like yeah, yeah. Uh, this stuff's pretty hot right now. So that's a really yeah. good point. I, I I think you are predicting the future right there because I would not doubt at all that Nike buys that <laughs> buys that out. Yeah, well, and they have a fuel ban, right? Or did that kind of ah uh, yeah? Well, the Fitbit is kind of taken over. Yeah, it is. Probably it just is. because, I don't know, is it more cost-effective, I guess? Or is it the same price? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I think Nike, you're kind of paying a little bit more for that premium name. Yeah. I, and Fitbit, I, I do see everybody have those. And um, it almost makes me want to get them, but I'm kind of holding out for whatever Apple might come out with, but not sure. Fitbit is on your wrist, though, right? This, I mean, this yeah. seems like a lot more valuable right. data for you. Just go in your running. shoe. That's true, yeah. But yeah, that's that sounds nice. This one for especially for you running a lot. So yeah, is this more geared just towards runners? I suppose Fitbit's more everyone. Yeah, else. It's, it seems to be. Yeah. Do they have a release date on it? No, I did not see that in there. I don't believe. You know, I could actually go to the Kickstarter though and check it out. Yeah, the article is pretty uh, pretty slim here, and <laughs> I'm just reading down in the first comment again. Yeah. Uh, not terrible for the price, but I'm not a fan of having uh, having to have a subscription to access all my data. Um, I didn't see anything about the price in the article, so this person must be using some kind of outside source to. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess it's not terrible for the price, uh, according to Hoppa, uh, but he's not a fan of subscriptions, so this must have some kind of subscription model to it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It does look nice. It looks kind of just clips right onto any any shoe you've got. So uh, that's kind of nice thing. It looks like it just pops off. Maybe you could buy a couple different clips. One for uh, different pairs of shoes. One maybe just a walking shoe used throughout the day for work, and then one for running. So uh, that's definitely pretty nice. Oh yeah, sweet. It's got little gel packets next to it as well. So that uh, who knows what that's for? Yeah, <laughs> slide stuff in somewhere. I'm I'm not too sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, 
very cool. Thanks for uh, digging a little further into that, Matt. <laughs> um, Breaking down the picture that they've got. <laughs> Breaking down the picture. Some gel packs. Yeah. All right. Well, then, uh, Matt, you want to uh, go ahead then? Uh, yep. I've got one from The Verge. It is digital credit card replacement coin is almost ready to swipe. Um so actually, this was originally slated for summer 2014. Um, I think they are missing that mark. Uh, supposedly, they're a little bit far, a little bit behind. Uh, not too bad though. Uh, it's working, uh, but it's only working at uh, about 85% of the credit card terminals. Uh, I think they're just kind of you know there's all a whole variety of, of uh, ways you can use your credit card. They're just uh, working on that last 15%. I think that's kind of the holdup. Um, and if you haven't heard about the coin, um, it's basically just a the size of a credit card uh, but it's got some kind of a chip in it battery in it everything you need uh to kind of uh, enter in all your other credit card information and you can you can uh, at uh, at checkout you just kind of select which card you want to use hand it to the cashier or swipe it yourself and uh, you can use whichever credit card you want or gift card or uh, whatever other card you want to uh, shove in there that i guess magnet strips is where you, you get the most convenience they are touting you can use other cards i don't know exactly where the benefit of that is but uh, you can um and uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good rundown. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know you could do gift cards. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I was pretty excited about that. I, mostly being a guy that has as many cards as I do. I think you guys know that, mm. right? Sure. That's <laughs> a big, yeah, pretty <laughs> monstrous. How many credit cards? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I don't know if that's. It, it did have. Uh, I was reading about. Uh, if you go actually to. Uh, Onlycoin.com, that's the official site, uh, but I was reading a little bit about uh, some of the security they built in. It actually does seem pretty darn secure, and uh, I think, Shane, you were mentioning uh, before the show that if you kind of walk away from it, you can have your phone let you know that, hey, you might have left this at the restaurant. Yeah. Um, so some kind of cool features there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. The next yeah, thing the is... The uh, price is 50 bucks. The uh, When it comes out, it's going to be 100 just huh. throwing details out here as they come to me. Yeah, wasn't there? Did you say though um, <laughs> that uh, there was a cost for each card? How does that all work again? Um, from way back when, I remember I remember reading it. I thought that was the case where oh. each uh, um, several no, card think, had some. Sorry, I think it's ahead. just the the fifty uh, for the pre-order and then hundred when it comes out. Um, you know, if you if you lose it, then you're kind of down it or uh, we were talking right before the show about part of that 15% might be ATM machines that are eating the credit card so uh, you gotta <laughs> watch out for that hmm. does it say uh, how many cards sounds you like can they're just kind of weird. Weird. Um, I don't think there's a limit because I don't think there's really that much information per credit card that it has to store hmm. um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah it's probably virtually unlimited I'm sure there's a limit to it but uh, for all yeah practical purposes it's yeah you have in your wallet do you know if it's 32-bit or 64 <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'll have to go uh the article was more just about the uh you know wrapping up the the final bits of it so it didn't dig too much <laughs> matt go ahead <laughs> i was just wrapping up i was just saying uh, if you want more information on it, just go to onlycoin.com um, I don't have all the answers at this point because I've just uh, read more of a summary article. Matt doesn't have all the answers? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> There's Joe Packs in the picture, so there must be some <laughs> <laughs> Well played, sir. Awesome. Some gel packs. All right, sweet. Tony, 
Yeah. All right. I got this uh, this article from MacWorld. It's called iOS 8 Preview. Edgel bit. Rel- all right, Tony, go. <laughs> I, and we're back here. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Um, the article I'm doing is uh, iOS 8 Preview. Edgel bits releases one kind of jarring, extension. isn't it? Um, yes. Wait, what? Um. Anyway, this um this article is pretty much about um how Agile Bits, um, which releases one password, which is a password manager program, um, um is is kind of opening this up. Uh, they have um uh, kind of an extension repository that they're letting um, third party developers use to um, help their application work uh, seamlessly through iOS eight. Um, and beforehand, what I use now is um, you know when I have a whole bunch of passwords that I save to. Um, one password, and then I, you know, use one password um, to open it up, um, and I either have to uh, copy that password to another application, or copy it to the clipboard in iOS, and then, um, you know, if I want to log into another um, uh, third-party app, um, I kind of have to paste it in there. So it's kind of a lot back and forth. Um, but what they're saying that this is going to allow you to do, you know, if the third-party program allows it, is um, kind of work seamlessly back and forth through it with the um, Touch ID, um, and I and I thought that would be a lot easier than kind of what I'm doing right now. There's a there's a browser in One uh, Password, so I kind of just stay in there. Like if I want to go to my credit card um, and pay that, then I'll just um, open the, the the application or I'm sorry the the, the web page in there and then kind of pay the bill that way or look at my credit card statements or whatever. Uh, but this will allow me to use the my bank application separately, which I kind of find a little bit easier to, to um, navigate. Um, not sure exactly when it'll be out yet, but um, <laughs> you know it's going to be around with um, when iOS 8 kind of hits the hits in fall. And then it, it really, I think it has to do a lot with the third-party programs that I use and um, iOS. Yeah, I, th- I think this is probably going to be the final <laughs> straw, if you will, for uh, me to actually get this program finally. Um, yeah, it really works. I do, I do like it. I do. do say feel really a bit, or rarely? A lot more secure, I should say. Not a little <laughs> bit more. A lot more secure than what I had before, which was plain text passwords in Notepad. Yeah, I'll admit it, but I don't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it sounds, especially the Touch ID, uh, adding that in the mix, that sounds really nice. Yeah, the only thing that I'm kind of worried about is, you know, if a lot of app makers want to use this, you know, like, oh, let's, uh, you know, like, then there's a little bit more that they have to do to, to, you know. I'm kind of worried about that as well. So I'm not sure if everyone's going to, you know, hop on board, but it'll be nice if they do, you know, especially banking. Uh, applications or you know I suppose anything that you know you want to use a either a credit card or you know any kind of payment information to just oh here I'm just gonna use my finger to you know log in which would be great to do kind of across the board mm-hmm. I know I know Matt you're, you you use one password what do you kind of think about this uh, yeah I use it and I was actually surprised I thought um, when Apple released the whole extension program I thought they were gonna have certain extension points that other apps could kind of tap into and say hey, I need a password, let's go to whatever you've set up as your password manager, and then it would automatically go to that. You know, it could be iCloud, uh, the keychain, or it could be 1Password. Um, so I thought it would be more of just 
the apps just tie into call out to Apple, and then Apple just says, okay, here's the app that's doing it. Let's kind of hook them up together. Um, versus having third-party apps ha- having to say, okay, I want to work with one password. I want to work with uh, maybe LastPass. I want to work with the uh, you know iCloud Keychain. Um, mm-hmm. They could just say, have one interface, work with it. So this seems really odd that this is how it's set up. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not really happy with it because <laughs> I don't <laughs> think there's going to be a lot of third-party apps that are going to yeah. I guess I'm hoping, I'm wishful, but I, you're right. I don't, I don't know if they're they're kind of going to be. And there's um, on um, either on the Macworld article I found, or even on um, uh, AgileBits website. There's um, on their blog they kind of have um, just like a, a little video of showing how it it should work. Kind of, I think they have it going through a Safari. Um, someone logging into Safari, um, their program through uh, with one password. So it kind of shows you an action of how this how they want this to kind of work so um but yeah we'll kind of see i don't i'm hoping that a lot of third-party uh applications will support it but maybe not and but um again i do like one password and right now you know their browser kind of doing everything within their browser is is pretty nice but i know this would be a little better when i first bought one password i thought that it would work i'm like all right how do i get it to work with with my bank app and I'm like, oh, I can't. I've got to copy it and then open up my bank app to log in. I'm like, well, that kind of sucks. But then I learned a little bit more on how they had that nice browser. So I kind of do everything through there now. But we'll see. Sweet. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to add, Matt? Nope, not there. All righty. <laughs> XP Boost. All right, this on this episode, on this week, at this week, uh, this week, we are talking about a little application called Text Expander. Um, I think Matt, did you mention this on a previous episode by chance? That you're uh, aware of? Maybe I might have brought something up like this that I was looking into it. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, so essentially uh, this is an application that uh, lets you type faster um, through commonly used, uh, I should say, it lets you at, um, type out commonly used text strings um, that would be, uh, in my opinion, something along the lines of the shortcuts uh, you find on iPhones. Um, you guys used to, have you used that functionality on the on your phones by chance? Oh, kind of like you type uh, OMW and then it expands out to on my way. That's Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. The... I did when I saw you, um, I think you did your email address and I kind of set mine up that way to do like a, like a right. two character thing. So then it might, if I'm, I don't know, sometimes I use my email address to log into things or, you know, put in, or I think I type that out a lot. So yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, like two characters and then it, you know, fills the whole email address out. I think that's kind of nice. Yeah, so this would be the desktop equivalent of that, really. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, essentially, what we've done, you guys did the trial, or um, Matt, you did the trial? Uh, yep, I did the trial. It's actually available on the App Store as well, but you're probably going to want to hold off on that because they have the, uh, Apple's got the whole sandbox environment, so I think it's stuck at a certain version. Um it, it, you know, like I said, it needs access to resources outside of its little environment. Uh, 
So you're probably going to want to go get the trial off the site, and then if you like it, purchase it uh, that way uh, outside of the App Store. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just to kind of explain it a little a little better here, the uh, you can type out short pieces of text um, and get uh, longer pieces there. Um, most of the ones that it comes with start with semicolons. It's just kind of a unique uh, unique identifier, I guess. And then you can do different commonly used, like, as I mentioned, commonly used pieces of text, such as signatures, URLs, um, addresses, phone numbers, email addresses, or the current date or time. That's pretty much, I think that's literally all the ones that uh, come with the program by default. Um, you can sync these up with Dropbox, uh, which I, I did not get to actually try that functionality. Um, did, Matt, I did that. Did you, it seems did to you? work pretty well. I guess uh, okay. I only installed it on one computer, but it is backing up to Dropbox, and it looks like it would work. Uh, so I think that uh, that's good. I, my only gripe there is you it shoves it right into a, uh, a folder called Text Expander right on your root Dropbox, which kind of drives me nuts. I like to keep that kind of tidy. Um, but mm. that aside, I guess it looks like the uh, the Dropbox syncing would be working out pretty well. Oh, cool. Very yeah. cool. And then uh, you can also back things up on there. Um, I'm not sure exactly. I, could, I guess you, yeah. If you get a lot of different shortcuts, um, your own custom shortcuts built into this thing, I would imagine backing them up would probably be a pretty big deal. Although um, I'm not really sure if you're using, I guess, I guess that would back up if you're using something like Time Machine anyway, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wherever, I don't even know where it stores its settings. Theoretically. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm not too sure where that, where that does store, like on the local. Right. Yeah, so I was, you know, I was kind of thinking, like, why would, you, why would you exactly want to? But, yeah, I suppose yeah, if, if you amass a huge using... amount of snippets, you're going to want to keep those backed up for when you move to your new machine or want to type all those in. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm just thinking uh, maybe if you don't have a full-scale backup solution, that would make more sense. But uh, yeah, I, I suppose if it's um, if you're going from one platform to another, that would be the way to do that. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, this thing runs thirty-four ninety-five. Um, sorry, did you mention that already, Matt? Um, I have no clue. <laughs> I know you mentioned not that you probably don't want to purchase it on the Mac App Store, um, but uh, yeah, b- because and you said um, sandboxing restrictions. Can you explain that a little bit? Oh uh, yeah, so it's uh, I guess to to get your app on the App Store, you have to. It runs in kind of a sandbox environment where uh, the the way the app sees the world, they see the computer and everything in it. But it's all in one, you know, one directory. So they can't access the app, can't access anything outside of it, um, which is, you know, a huge uh, security concern and a huge security feature of the App Store. Um, but then also, so something like Text Expander, where it wants to, uh, you know, take whatever you're typing and expand it out to something more. Um, it, it sometimes needs access to uh, different parts of the the system. So uh, some apps can get away with it. Um, I think Evernote does a really good job of. You know, it keeps all of its files in one little uh, one one place. It doesn't really need too much access outside of the, the system. Um, I think it does that via browser extensions and uh, a different app that you can install. Um, but 
you know, some apps like Text Expander, they, they can't work in that little environment. They need to get out and, uh, you know, work with the system. So that's kind of how the uh, the sandboxing works. It's, it's just a, a huge security. Uh, you know, it's really nice for security. If you get things from the App Store, that they are more secure, um, but they, they can't play as uh, uh, as much as they might want to with other apps on, on your on your computer. Hmm. That's really too bad because I'm kind of a big fan of the idea of something like an app store on a desktop environment. Um, just a, you know, all in one place to pick up kind of like, you know, like, like steam or, uh, well, obviously the, the iOS app store, um, just kind of makes it convenient. And yeah, the iOS app store, that's what they're running into with iOS eight right now. Every, every apps in its own sandbox environment, there's a really limited amount of ways they can tie together. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the iOS 8 extensions, that's how they're letting the apps, you know, play with each other a little bit more, um, offering these kind of tunnels where they, you know, each app can kind of talk with each other, um, you know, securely. Um, so, you know, it's the sandboxing is there for security, you know, for your, keep iOS very secure. Uh, so each app can't just, uh, you know, mingle with whatever system stuff it wants. Um, but, you know, then you do run into problems where, you know, this app can't do much outside of, uh, you know, what it's doing right now when, when you're running it. Hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So um, you can pick that up, though, at uh, smilesoftware.com slash expander. <laughs> Smilesoft. Back to, back to text expander. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we're, yeah, it was related. Still uh, don't. So, yeah, I guess bottom line is to get it from the website, though, and not the app store. Um, yeah, so did, uh, I didn't, you know, I, I played around with it. I, I didn't really try too many crazy things with it, but did, how, how extensive, uh, um, did you, did you, uh, go into it, Matt? Did you do, uh, did you do um, any custom shortcuts or anything? I've got a few. Yeah. So I did the, it gives you a nice uh, tutorial right away where you can kind of plug in your, you know, the, the common things, your address, your email, your phone number. Um, that stuff's really nice. Um, so email is probably the common thing that you type all the time. Um, I typed in a few email, uh, templates. Uh, there's not much, you know, other than my you know signature and then, uh, you know, just putting my name to say, Hey, or, you know, and then you can actually have it uh, pop up a text box. You type in an email, uh, template and they'll say, you know, who are you writing this to? You could type the name in there. I'll say, you know, Hey, Hey John, or whatever you want and enter that in. And it, it'll stick the cursor wherever you want it. So I've got my signature, I've got my greeting. Uh, you know, I want to, you know, shove whatever text I have in the middle there. Uh, so that's pretty nice. Um, I think it did a really nice job of getting things set up for you. Um, I entered a, a few things for just uh, common URLs I go to, um, you know, related to work that are just a little bit uh, kind of crazy. Um, I don't like using uh, bookmarks as much just because that's browser specific. And uh, if you do any kind of web development, you're going to want to test it on other browsers. So I was really nice for you know, typing in uh, URLs that you use frequently on maybe different browsers. Um, and, um, so I kind of relate this, it's kind of like, uh, in, in the programming world, you normally use maybe an IDE to, to program with. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, code snippets and things that already get injected there. And, and, um, you know, that kind of stuff is really awesome. And once you get used to it, it can save you a ton of time of typing. Um, and this is kind of the same thing for maybe, you know, outside of that environment. So if you write emails a lot, or, if, uh, maybe other apps you're in, if you're in word or whatever, wherever you'd might normally type the same thing over and over. You can really shorten that down. So uh, instead of typing my email out, which is, I think it's probably around 20 characters, maybe 15. I'm giving myself a longer name than I'm 
probably do. Uh, but you can just type, you know, colon EM or whatever you set it to. That expands out to your email, and boom, you've got it. Um, it also also has another feature for. Uh, it's got common auto corrections. Uh, I don't know if you've run into that, uh, Shane, or not, but uh, it'll just if, if you type something incorrectly, it'll auto auto correct it. Um, I'm kind of wondering why I would use this over just the built-in um, one that that Apple's got. Um, so it, it seems strange when I when I see that you know Text Expander has auto corrected it. It's kind of like, maybe I should have just put that into the system. Um, you know, correction. Uh, but uh, I guess playing around with it for about a week, um, I'm I'm really liking it still. I'll, I'll probably keep using it and, and add to those uh, those snippets. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I I kind of agree about the uh, auto correction. Of course, auto correct tends to take me off on. Uh, <laughs> is it so? When you say auto correct, though. You're saying it like it will auto change the text, or yeah, if you type in like T E H for the, it'll switch it around and spell it correctly. Yeah, that sounds an awful lot like autocorrect on a phone. I don't know about that one, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I I'm fine with the uh, like the underlining, you know. I, I frankly, I wish that's how the uh, iPhone uh, worked. More often, I guess what well, does it does do that kind of now, doesn't it? Or it just underlines text, or at least that is an option. Um, yeah, it's my, uh, on the phone. I guess, you- yeah, I guess autocorrect is different than spell check, but um, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, it's pretty nice. Uh, I think uh, I I do like the tutorial to get you set up right away. Um, Which actually, tutorial were you using? Uh, just I was looking at the website and I see that they've got one for version four, for version three version 2 for upgrading to 3 and I kind of didn't care for that sort of fragmentation a bit but um, so oh. I was kind of looking at some of them and going through um, the snippets but uh, I'm like oh I guess this is an older one and then I kind of went to YouTube which probably was worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, when trying to learn how to do some of these things too because I was trying to put like that form together like they had for like you know doing the email where you kind of just plug in different things but I, I, I guess I couldn't get that set up too well Oh, did you get the tutorial, Shane? It's right when I right when I loaded it up. Uh, it kind of came up with, "All right, let's you know install it and let's go through this tutorial." And the tutorial was you know, setting up your common snippets, so it was pretty nice. I'm not a big tutorial guy, to be honest. <laughs> did you skip it? <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt like I needed something because I wanted I wanted to know like, all right, I used the the ones that they had and like, oh, I can do the email or then I have today's date, so I I got that portion of it. But then like. I wanted to put like a whole email together, like one of them was like, because they kind of have a form that that opens up where you just fill in like, in like the different fields, and then you know you, you hit done or accept or whatever, and then it's like, oh, there's your whole email, complete with everything. I'm like, oh, that looks kind of <laughs> cool, but like, okay, where do I go now? Because I got to put in like, like they had like, um, like for the different variables, like like fill or like they had like like what was that uh like percent and then fill or something where you'd put different um, uh, characters in so you could kind of run that and then... Um, yeah, it's like, a little wonky trying to do that by hand. And I think they've got some... It, when you're in the editor, I think they've got ways to shortcut that stuff in there. Um, yeah, and I was kind of looking for, I guess, some kind of either a video tutorial or something to kind of help me along a bit because I, at first I, I could do like the, 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 the normal little snippets, but then when I wanted to get a little bit more in-depth, I, I, I kind of was looking around for a bit like, okay, how do I... 
do this cool looking like you know a really like if I want to do a, an email or something like that but I guess I found it a little harder to figure that one out hmm. but uh it looks nice I, I think it's uh it's it's great when you when you're when you're doing stuff but it seems like you're uh <laughs> it's great when you do when you're when you know what you're doing I suppose <laughs> but I I think uh yeah either the night before or, or last night or I don't even know what day it is to be honest with you but uh <laughs> I did. Um, I did. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on nights, so I'm I'm kind of crazy. But uh, if you I was actually yeah. set up, you can just type in a quick shortcut, and it'll populate with the the. I guess. Date. Yeah, that's that's a good point. But I, I suppose if I were to start using it, I think uh, um, getting to the point where I would rely on it might take some time because I'm so used to just like looking at the date some other way or typing it in. I suppose just out of muscle memory of years of doing it, but um. um I suppose I'd have to train myself to, oh, I got a program here that I, you just have to do it. And it kind of reminds me of, um, <clears throat> like, I, you know, I, I do support for uh, electronic medical records, and doctors do notes all the time, and they have a version of this specifically in their program, and it's, um, and you might know it, Matt, if you, cause I know you used to work for Epic, but I know that was a long time ago, but um, it's, it's almost, it's a different version, obviously, this is more for consumers, but it's totally the same concept. I'm like, oh, that's pretty nice, actually. And we do make records for well i should say the doctors and nurses and the providers there but uh um, so i I do see how you know if you're doing a lot of records or or doing a lot of notes and things like that and you need the dates and times and a lot of things that that are kind of repetitious that you need to keep putting into these notes and and things like that then it is a nice time saver i think the hardest part is finding out what are those uh things that i'm typing repeatedly over and over throughout the day and then focusing on just a few at a time that's mm-hmm. probably and the best way to do it. And that's true. And I'm like, what? Do I need this? What am I doing that I could calm down on or, you know, time-wise? Like, am I typing all the time? And I, you know, I don't, maybe it's, I don't even know if it's Google.com. I'm trying to think, like, I guess I don't necessarily write a lot of notes. <laughs> maybe emails to you guys, but, um, yeah. but I, I do I do think it's a, it's a great time saver for people that do <laughs> No, I didn't mean to jump in and say, yeah, you do. <laughs> no. I- <laughs> No, I'm just saying. Uh, no, I agree with the uh, not writing a lot of notes necessarily. Um, but, but it is nice for those little quick things like your time or your date or. Yeah, and I hadn't even really considered. You know, um, I use Dreamweaver a lot, and they have snippets. You know that kind of functionality built into that. So I use I use those on occasion. Um, but I didn't even consider being able to use them. You know, in tandem, uh, makes sense. Because uh, you literally can can use, use this across all your applications. Yeah, I do like that, and I think there's an iPhone version. Um, I think it's I forgot how much it is. I did look it up, but um, I don't know if you ever checked or played around with that, Matt. Uh, I did not check out the iOS version. I was gonna respond to something that uh, Shane was talking about. Yeah, if you if you're using any if you're running HTML, you got to write that stupid the anchor tag, and you've got this whole XML is so verbose. Oh, that's a good point. Um, yeah. That would be perfect for, for something like this. Um, you know, a lot of IDEs I was talking about earlier do some of that stuff, but um, yeah, having it, having that in one place that you can use in just a normal text editor and your ID, you know, in, in an email, um, that, that's kind of cool. Um, so I think it's yeah, it's figuring out what what domain do you normally work in and kind of write these expansions for it. So you you bring up a good point, Matt. I may have to actually uh, create an anchor snippet when I get back to work on Monday. <laughs> yeah, you could have it 
spit out the whole thing and then plop you right into the the href attribute. That is one of the things that I am, I find myself constantly copying and pasting once I've actually created one. <laughs> so I'm kind of surprised I haven't done that yet. But oh, nice. Unfortunately, I don't. Uh, trying to get new software is probably not. You know, you know how that goes. Um, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, because I would I would uh, wouldn't mind something like that, but probably unlikely. Unfortunately. Um, at any rate. Uh, I think that probably about wraps it up here for uh, text expander. Yeah. So one more point. Oh, well, <laughs> just about, oh, I guess not. Oh, 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 uh, yeah, oh. just really quick. Uh, just the, the using it. Uh, I've found it to be incredibly responsive. If you mistype one of your uh, uh, one of your shortcuts, you can actually delete one of the characters and hit it, hit the next one, and it it'll recognize that you've okay, you've corrected it and you've spelt it correctly for the expansion, and it'll expand it out. Um, I think in most places I've tried it on the system, it has worked. Uh, you know using a, a timestamp on your file names, which is incredibly nice. Um, I think it was having some problems with Evernote, but um, I don't Ooh. know. It might have been just when I had started it. But everywhere else, it, it seems like it's it's just really, uh, you know, it's tied really well into the system. I had some problems with some other text expanders on uh, on Windows. Um, but, uh, yeah, this one's really nice. Nice. And the um, iOS version is 499. I don't know if you ever consider uh-huh. that. But I think you could work it through Dropbox, and then I think all your stuff would probably carry over yeah although i'm curious how that's going to work with that you know that whole sandboxing thing we talked about earlier how oh, is that's it right plug into everything that's i'm not too sure or maybe it's a separate mm. entity or a separate it maybe it won't work then I, I, I suppose well and i don't uh which i would think i would want something more for ios because you don't want to type a lot on that versus you're, you know you got a keyboard and mouse on a, a laptop which would be easier but um well like so. i mentioned earlier it's it's already kind of built in right so um that's true you technically don't need i haven't you know i haven't looked at the uh, ios version or anything but um not quite sure there's much of a point <laughs> without without uh, knowing anything about it at this point um well they have like uh, uh like signatures and stuff and i think you can put pictures into that too i don't know yeah i don't know is i don't think there's a limit on the number of shortcuts you can do in your uh settings that i'm aware of but Maybe that's true. I suppose that's good for the yeah iOS. Um. Hmm. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Wrap it up. You think? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So the uh, listener call-in section here slash write-in slash uh, Facebook social networking in general. Uh, <laughs> uh, just following up. Uh, still has some more to read off here from our friend Lauren uh, from the last episode we read. Um, just going to maybe do one here. He says, nice. I would, I sure would have liked <laughs> to hear more details about that new Tesla. I heard earlier that it was to be called the Model E, not the Model 3, but whatever. Oh, by the way, you can plug a Tesla into any three-pronged grounded outlet. Hmm. If it's 110 volts, it will take over 18 hours to fully charge the battery. But if you're just running errands in town, you may not need that much. 220 volts will have that recharge time. A Tesla supercharger can fully charge you in about an hour. Tesla supercharger. All right. Their scenario is that you'll pull into a station, plug in, go to lunch, and when you're done, your car is charged and ready to go. 
Musk has also demonstrated how they can swap out your dead battery for a fresh one in 90 seconds if you want. Oh. And there's a YouTube video that he provided there. That's kind of cool. It reminds me of just, you know, propane tanks. You just, it's empty. You don't, they don't refill it on the spot. They just give you a new tank. You just kind of swap it out. wonder if batteries are going to be kind of the, the same thing there. Um, assuming they can come to some kind of standard where most cars would use the same type of battery. Um, but uh, it is definitely nice. You can just, you know, pull in your garage, tr- pu- plug it into any uh, three-pong uh, charger. And then um, I don't know how many people, I don't even know if I've got a 220 volt in the, the garage uh, that you could use. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of nice. I guess I might as well read his uh, follow-up here then. Um, Oh, and another good thing about electric cars. If you run out of gas, you're dead in the water until you get a tow or more gas. When your battery runs down, just wait a few minutes and let it rest. You can probably drive it another few miles before it runs down again. Then let the battery rest for another 10 or 20 minutes and try again. You may be able to limp home like that. Okay. Interesting. So, I guess yeah. that's, that's yeah. yeah, it's kind of cool. I didn't yeah. See you on towing. Pretty if neat. You're willing to wait. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you could uh some pull pull the battery out of your phone and use that. I wonder how long that would get you. <laughs> 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 yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> See how fast it just drains. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, thanks again, Lauren. Much appreciated. Uh, yeah. I hope, hope to get, uh, you know, tell your friends, tell all your friends. Um, have them write in, too, also. This was on Facebook again, by the way. Uh, if you wanted to see that uh, video that he provided, that's on there. All right, well, um, let's see, what else? Uh, I guess we can talk about where people can reach us. Uh, they can find us now. Um NiceGuyNetwork.com slash techies. Um, we are now on Stitcher. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that or not, but uh, we are. We're on Stitcher Radio. It's, <laughs> it's pretty popular. There's so much say we have in that. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty popular. Sorry, guys. Uh, no, that's fine. Just that's trying good. to get us out there. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a place to find uh, other audio programs. Uh, Stitcher.com slash podcast slash it's kind of a long one, but nice dash guy dash network slash tech dash ease. I didn't have, uh, I don't think I really had a say in that, <laughs> but uh, there's some <laughs> dashes in there. Uh, but yeah, if you just search, I'm sure if you just search for us on Stitcher, search for tech ease, we should show up. Um, on iTunes, I found we're a little bit, honestly, unfortunately, we're a little bit difficult to find on iTunes for whatever reason, which I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, but you may have to search for uh, have podcast in the name. So Tech Ease Podcast seems to bring it up pretty easily. Um, yeah, so that's uh, I know that's where most people get their podcasts from. Um, although, uh, you really, I would really recommend a uh, pod catcher. I believe they're referred to as such as Downcast or even just the basic uh, podcast app that uh, Apple puts out. That is free. Um, I think show up a lot easier just typing in techies in there, but, um, our email address is techiespodcast at gmail.com. And again, as I mentioned, facebook.com slash techies podcast and on Twitter at techies podcast. <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> lots of choices there. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, uh, you can find more great shows. <laughs> 
like this one at niceguynetwork.com. Uh, check out Wildernet out there. We haven't had an episode in a while, but I think we're hopefully going to be doing one of those again here soon. And then, uh, I don't know, who knows? Might even be bringing some more shows sooner or later here. Uh, hopefully, hopefully sooner than later. Anything else you guys want to talk about? No, I think that about wraps it up. Ah, excellent. Excellent. This has been fun and real, and sorry for the technical difficulties again. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And until next time, take her easy.